Hey, my name's David. My name's Tyler. We're the Shapiros, and this is Double Overtime. Alright, welcome back to another episode here at Double Overtime with your co-hosts David and Tyler. How's it going, Ty? What's going on? Hey, so we're here on a beautiful Mother's Day. Before we get started, uh, happy Mother's Day to our, our mothers, Sharon Shapiro and, uh, and my Aunt Chris. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, you guys deserve it. Before you deserve it, we're going to go ahead and talk some sports. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys at the barbecue in a couple hours. <laughs> but let's go ahead and hop in. Before we do that, follow us on uh, Twitter at the double underscore OT. And uh, give us a subscription on Apple Podcasts. Just search Double Overtime. Hit the big subscribe button. Give us five stars, three stars, four stars, nothing less, or you suck. And uh, let us know what you think, for real. Um, let's go ahead and start with the NBA playoffs. We have the uh, conference final starting today, Cavs-Celtics. And then tomorrow we have the Rockets Warriors starting. Uh, who's got the best chance to win Game One today, Cavs Celtics? So <clears throat> I'm gonna make a bold statement on a show very early. Um, I think both of these series are gonna be sweeps. I think the Cavs sweep the Celtics, and I think the Golden State Warriors sweep the Houston Rockets. However, to answer your question, if there is a game the Celtics can win, I think it it will be this game. They have a lot of emotion. They're at home. Um, they, they're trying to prove a point to the Cavs that you know they're not going to fold in this series, um, you know. But I, I just think LeBron James, with the rest that he's had over the last couple of days, I think he's going to be too much for the Celtics to win. Um, but <clears throat> like I said, I think uh, I think both of these series there could be potential sweeps, and I know you're not going to like that, especially with that Houston Golden State. But uh, what do you think? What, what, well, there's neither of these teams are getting swept. Wow. Neither of these teams are getting swept. Wow. Um, if one of them is more likely to be swept. I think it's Cleveland over Boston, but to be honest, I, I'll, I'll make my bold prediction just as early as you. I think both these series go seven. Wow. Um, You're saying there's no way the Houston Rockets will get swept by the Golden State Warriors or the Cavs Celtics? I'm not saying there's no way, but I think this series is much, much, much more likely to go seven than for either of these teams to get swept, especially both of these teams to get swept. I think, like I said, game one, If this, this is the game the Celtics can have. If they, if they don't get this game, sweep. Really? Yeah. They don't get this game. It's a sweep. And I hate to say that because Brad Stevens is such a great coach and, you know, they play very hard. I just, like I said, I think LeBron James, there's too much LeBron. And, and it's crazy. I was looking <clears throat> looking at her stats here from last series. It's obviously a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals. For the Cavs, there were only five players on this team last year that are playing in this series. And on the Celtics side, there's only four. Um, so it's two different teams, right? Obviously, the Stars are, you know, LeBron's there. But on the Celtics... I mean, who this this who the four players that were on the team last year? Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, and Jalen Brown. Yeah, those are four big parts of their team. They are, they are. Obviously, addition of Kyrie and Gordon, they're not playing. But I just think LeBron James is going to be too much in this series. He, he's too dominant. And he's going to play in the in the in the finals against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, look, we we know how good LeBron is. Um, I, I've alluded to it. There's no shutting down LeBron. You can only hope to limit him, and limiting him to 40, 10, and 10 is not necessarily limiting him, but it's about the supporting cast for me. Uh, if you can shut down, you know, and we saw this in the first the first series against the Pacers, you know, the supporting cast was shut down. We saw how dominant LeBron was, and that series went seven. Um, and now when they're supporting cast in round two, 
um, you know, grew more comfortable and, and, and they got in a rhythm, you know, they swept the Raptors. So for me, it is about the supporting cast. If the Celtics are able to limit and, and kind of eliminate Kevin Love, uh, J.R. Smith, you know, some of those guys, Kyle Korver, from having the games that they had in the second series, then Boston has a, a very good chance to win this. And, and I, I don't think that Boston or Cleveland wins this series in four or five games. I, I think it does go six or seven. Marcus Morris, you better be uh, careful what you wish yeah, for, that buddy. Was, yeah, I don't, I didn't like that. I comment. don't like that because you know LeBron James is going for 50 today. Yeah, Marcus Morris yesterday said that he he thinks he's the best player that can defend LeBron James he says outside he's, of Kawhi Leonard. He said he's had some he's had some success against Garden. Yeah, and he actually on, he actually it. has had less success than most people. <laughs> they uh, they did some like stats on it, and uh, when when he guards LeBron, the team scores like 118 points per 100 <laughs> possessions. So be I'm sure the Cavs are looking forward to to Morris being on yeah, LeBron. If that's the case. No clue um, what he's talking like about. Like it's it's a team effort for me. I, I think you stick Jalen Brown on him, and then you got throw you, bodies. Yeah, exactly. You gotta throw different bodies. Double on him. Change it. You know, change it up. Ex- double. Exactly. Yeah. Change up where you double from all the time. And Brad Stevens is probably the only coach in the NBA that's going to be smart enough to realize that and maybe execute that. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how that works out for them. But we'll, who's the MVP of this series besides LeBron James for the Cavaliers? For the Cavs. I think uh, I think a big piece is going to be uh, obviously Kevin Love. Obviously, he's the other All Star on that team. But a guy that I think needs to play well is uh, Tristan Thompson. He needs to be that guy that he was during their their uh, you know championship run. He needs to be a big offensive rebounder. He needs to cover up the paint. He needs to be that shot blocker because obviously uh, the Boston Celtics like to get to the rim. Um, but yeah, I think he's got to be the factor. Obviously, LeBron's going to get his. Kevin Love needs to do his thing, but I think Tristan Thompson down low. Needs to dominate that that paint and control the ball. Okay, if the Celtics are going to win this series, tell me why, tell me how, and tell me who is dominating this. If the Celtics, well, I don't think the Celtics are going to win the series. I don't think there's anything they. There's can do. no part in your mind that says the Celtics can win the series. No, nothing. Okay, well, for me, I'll tell you then. For me, what needs to happen is Al Horford needs to continue to dominate and play the way that he has been playing. Um, he, I don't want to say dominate. You know, he he's only scoring about 17 points a game. Um, but he he's so efficient. Uh, he's averaging you know nine rebounds, three assists, uh, over a steal, over a block per game, and he, in my opinion, is the glue to the Boston Celtics. Um, you know we saw him kind of pick apart Embiid in that in that game winner when he had the drive and the steal and all that stuff. And for me, if Jason Tatum can continue to play at the level he's playing at, if Terry Rozier can continue to not turn the ball over, if Jalen Brown can come in and play the way he's been playing. Look, this team is dangerous. This team is a great team. That's the difference between them and the Cavaliers. Um, you you know what you're getting from LeBron. You know he's going to dominate. And if LeBron doesn't score, you know, 30, 40 points, the Cavs are losing that game. And the Celtics in Boston, <coughs> Celtics can, don't have enough. We'll see. Let's see how these star. Let's see how these guys. You know, Jalen Brown, um, Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford's a veteran, but like Terry Rozier. Like, let's see how they do in this in this type of environment. They've obviously some of them been there from last year. Um, but again, they need, we know this, you need a superstar. They don't have a superstar. Okay, so let me ask you this. I, uh, not even including Gordon Hayward because he's been out the entire year. If Kyrie Irving is healthy in the series, are the Boston Celtics winning the series? Yes, absolutely. So Kyrie is the difference, Kyrie's between, the difference. between them yes. getting swept yes. and them winning a series. Yes. Kyrie Irving is the difference maker. If they And even if you added in Gordon, it's a, yes. If Kyrie Irving's there, Kyrie Irving is a superstar. He can get a shot. He can. He needs. He's the guy that would take that last shot. That would, that would put him in the series. Is Kyrie a top five point guard for you? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Kyrie Irving is one of the best scorers in the league. 
I agree. Far. No, I mean Kyrie's he's, he's Kyrie, the guy. He he's the guy. Kyrie if Kyrie Irving was in this series, I would pick the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean there's very few players on any team that have the ability to create his own shot and to quite frankly to be able to to have the ability to make a tough shot. Uh, we've seen that obviously against the Warriors, whether it was that Christmas Day shot or obviously the NBA final shot. Um, but it, it it doesn't really matter how well you guard him. Uh, he can he can find a way to get the ball inside the bucket and and I agree. Um, I, I think the Cavaliers made a tremendous mistake in in trading a away. He Kyrie. didn't want to be there though. He didn't want to be there, but that doesn't. You got to respect the Cavs. You got to respect the organization no, I, for for yes, allowing him to get traded. Cause I, I get that. Be there. I get that. But at the same time, your job as an organization is to win games. And in, well, they in, did win games. And in my well, in my opinion, Kyrie Irving gives you the best chance to. To take down the Warriors. I mean, was it was it? But again, like he didn't want to be there. And now, but what do you think? He's just not going to try when it comes to. I, I mean, I respect the Cavs for for granting him that trade request that he wanted. I mean, I think it was a little selfish by <clears throat> by Kyrie Irving. I mean, there's stories that he didn't want to play with LeBron. He wanted to be the guy. Like you heard LeBron James in that conference when after in the press conference after the trade went down, he was ready to give the keys to the Kyrie Irving. Like he that was the guy. Like LeBron. But we James knew that would never happen. But why not? I don't understand. Because LeBron needs look at him. Look at the way he plays right now. I mean, do are the Celtics? Or excuse me, are the Cavaliers better with LeBron James over Kyrie Irving? Yes, of course. But but again, like, is it selfish for Kyrie Irving to request that? Because again, he took a big chance going to a non-LeBron James team and trying to prove to himself that he can win a title on his own. Like, if he stayed with LeBron for the next five years or however long LeBron's going to be in the league, like. Fuck, he could have won, what, two, three more championships than him being a, a big, big piece of that? Yeah, I mean, being with LeBron James, unless you're on a team like the Warriors, gives you the best chance to win an NBA championship. He's the most dominant player. He's been there. He has the experience. But, yes, I, and I get that. And I get Kyrie wanting to go do his own thing. And you're right. I mean, you, you do have to respect the Cavaliers. It was it was classy for what they yeah, did. Yeah, very classy. Yeah. Um, not necessarily handled classily by by Kyrie you're right right um but yeah I, I think it's interesting I, I'm, I'm curious to see how good these Celtics can be like he got them like healthy. I think I think Kyrie Irving got fucking lucky going to the going to the Celtics yes like what yes. if he went to the fucking Detroit Pistons or some bullshit team that has no chance you know what I mean he got very lucky with the stars and the young talent that they've had yes to make him make the trade not as bad as it, as it could have been for him he did get lucky and I don't think you will ever see a time where teams that played each other in the conference finals are swapping starting stars, point guards. Yeah. Um, so he did. He got he got in a good situation where this Boston team, they're young. They still have draft assets. Yep. Um, you know, they have definitely an opportunity to build around him. And Kyrie's a young guy. I mean, he's like 24, 25 and years he's old. Young. Yep. Um so he's getting in, into his prime, I would say. I mean, he's he's got a lot he's got a lot of years where he's just gonna be dominant. He's obviously a great player. Look, if he if he wants to be like a Russell Westbrook player, he can be, but I don't think he wants to be that. Uh, and I think that's the whole reason why when we saw him go to the Celtics this year, I mean, he didn't put up, like, gaudy numbers. I mean, he was the best player on that team, but I, I truly believe that Kyrie Irving wants to be a winner, and he wants to prove that he can be the guy that is that guy. I mean, I, I get it, but, like, if that was the case, he was winning on the Cavs, right? And he was, like, look what he did in the finals. He won that game for him. Like, he was the guy. LeBron James... Literally said, Kyrie, here you go. Take the last shot, and he did. I realize like, I don't that, understand but, that. But 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 then at the end of the day, when you come to interview time, 
Nine out of ten reporters are coming to LeBron James. I get it. All the reports on SportsCenter or, or Double Overtime are about LeBron James. I get it. We talk about LeBron James more than anybody else. And that's that's the thing that... Think about that. But we you all know, know we all know who who made that last shot. Kyrie Irving. Right, like Kyrie. Right. But, but again, like, you're going to the Celtics, right? There's so many other... Like, look at all the pieces they have. Like, all we talk about about the Celtics are their young talent. Jalen Brown. Fucking... You know, whoever, right? Like, that's all we're talking about. Even if Kyrie was there, I think Kyrie's still a, like a piece, and I put that as in quotes, as a piece about how we talk about the, the Celtics. We're not only talking about Kyrie Irving. Correct, yes. You know there's I mean? a good Like Gordon good Hayward, Gordon Hayward decided to go there. That's a big story. Right. You know what I mean? Like if that was the issue, I don't, I think there was some, I, I don't know if it was the coaching. Um, I, I don't know. Look, I, I think Tyron Lue's a terrible coach. And I, and I don't think the Cavs have necessarily had a good coach or maybe we haven't had the perception that they've had a good coach because of well, LeBron. LeBron's yeah. the coach, you right. know. And and I say that in quotes as well. But, you know, to go play for a guy like David Blatt, Tyron Lue, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then go to play for someone like Brad Stevens, yeah. like, I mean, man, I, I, that's the reason that I just said those coaches' names, people like that, that's what gives me hope that Boston can win this series. When you have someone that good, I mean, look at Greg Popovich. I mean, granted, they've, they've always had, you know, Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker, um, now in this generation, you know, a, a Kawhi. But there's a reason. You, you don't just become a good team and stay consistently a good team because of talent. And I think LeBron James might be the only exception to that. If, it's, Boston, it's if Boston wins this series, again, right now, it's because of Brad Stevens. Yeah. 100%. The guy is, and you hear all his players talking about it, the guy's a genius. Just the plays he comes up right. with, just the way he schemes things. Like, the guy's a great coach, and coaching does go a long way in the Celtics. You know, we talk about like when LeBron James is gone and or if he possibly goes to the West this upcoming season, like the Boston Celtics are this new team that we as Bulls fans have to fucking now worry about. Like we're always saying, Oh, if LeBron James is gone, oh man, this East is easy. Uh now yeah, with the Celtics, yeah. they nah, what yeah, the exactly. what the fuck they got everything you need to win constantly for championships. You they do. I mean? They have you know, they have the star in Kyrie. They have they got two stars. They have this in my opinion, like He's not a superstar in Gordon Hayward, but he's like on that kind of like the Demar Derozan yeah. tier, like right on that yeah. outside tier. He's a good. He's a great. He's a fit. great second. He knows option. Brad Stevens. I mean, he. It's a great, great piece. Right. I mean, you have the veteran in Al Horford. You have young talent in Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier. There's pieces there. They still have draft assets. Look, this this Eastern Conference is not going to be a Cavaliers straight run of the mill for the next five years, like it has been. It's going to be a Celtics 76ers, depending what LeBron James does you know, Eastern Conference. Yep. And that's, look, the coaching is the only reason I said that I will give the Celtics a chance in this series. And if they can shut down the supporting cast, they have a real shot. In the West, no way this is a sweep. No way. Am I crazy to think that this is a sweep? Yes. You really? Are. Yes. I've heard a lot of talk on other entities that they're saying the same thing. Dude, I'm telling you, and I, it was crazy. Did you see the story on ESPN about like the history of like Chris Paul and James Harden and like how they like, gone through the playoffs like struggled and like, yeah. last year did you see that i did yeah man dude what if they had another fucking shitty series what what would they say but the thing is these guys have never had the chance to, to play together and that's the fair. warriors have never seen these guys together that's in fair. a seven game series clint capella has never been this good i mean the there's players on this team now that are very similar in in similar positions as the warriors are um, you know, I- Iguodala on the 76ers had to be the guy. Now he's a role player. Eric yeah. Gordon is a role player. You know, on, on most teams, Eric Gordon's your starting, your, your shooting guard. He's a six man. You know, Clint Capella uh, on most teams 
is kind of like your Rudy Gobert. He needs to be, you know, your top one, your paid. top two guys. The guy's going to get paid. Right. Dude. And look, when you have two Hall of Fame level, you know, passers and scorers and James Harden and, and Chris Paul, you have a chance. And, and that's the thing that people don't realize. Look, the Warriors are deep. And I said on the last show when Anthony came on that they are a different team with Steph Curry. They are a different team with Steph. Um, you know, his ability to shoot the ball and, and just kind of get, get his wherever and whenever he wants it, that's another facet to the game that you have to go ahead and guard now. Because if you shut down, you know, KD and Steph Curry, well, now you got to worry about Klay Thompson going off for 40. Now you got to worry about Draymond getting a triple-double. And that's the thing that the Warriors couldn't combat in the past was it was kind of James Harden or bust. Well, now they have that, that guy to kind of lean back on in, in Chris Paul. Um, and Clint Capella, and, and even so, Eric Gordon and Trevor Ariza in this in this series, hopefully. So I I still, I mean, what's the line? Houston's favored by a point and a half. Are you kidding me? The first game, yeah. That's game one. Are you kidding me? That's a slap in the face. Look, Houston beat them two out of three uh, in a regular care. season. And I don't care about I get regular it. Season. Regular season is different. Mean shit. But home court, and that's that's the big matter. reason. I I don't think I'm crazy saying that this the Warriors can get swept or the uh, Rockets can get. So swept. you're so you think? Do you think it's more likely that? The Rockets get swept than the Celtics. Yes, really. I think it's I think it's more likely for this series to get four games than the only reason why is with the Celtics and, and the Cavs is because the Cavs scare me with their bench. Like if LeBron, like if LeBron James has a bad game, you're relying on other people that who I'm not very comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I get that. Like with with the Warriors, KD, Steph, Clay, Dream, they all are fucking just be like they're monsters and they can go off on shooting. And your series is over, right? And I, I don't know, man. I think, I think I'm not crazy saying that this can be a sweep. Look, if the Rockets get hot one game, that they're they're not. If they shoot the ball and score 43 points in a quarter, you know, like they did earlier in this postseason, they're not losing. I don't care if if it's against. But the, the Golden State can do the same. And thing, I and you know I get mean? that. Look, Golden State, what they do to teams in the third quarter is is like disgusting. Um, they they absolutely dominate teams in the third quarter. But that's also kind of been a little mojo of the Rockets as well. Um, they're they're a very good third quarter team. Are you as confident? I know when we talked earlier before they got to this point. Are you as confident as the Rockets are going to win the series as you as you have been? In no, the- and I said that last show. No, I'm not. Look, why? Because Steph Curry. Okay. Because Steph Curry. He wasn't. He was not healthy in the first round. Didn't play. Obviously, came back for the second round against the Pelicans. Didn't um, lose a step. He did. No, he, <laughs> he didn't. A, he came back he in that first game off the bench yeah, until oh like 36 gosh. or something. Dude, he's a beast. Look, when you have my thing is. The war the Warriors are a deeper team. They have more star power than the Rockets, but the Rockets have a great you know vision for their team, and they've executed that vision. They have shooters around these guys. They have Clint Capella who can you know set set screens, go get offensive rebounds. Like they're they're very similar built to the Warriors. They're kind of have that same. Idea you know what scares me with threes. the Rockets? You know what sure. scares me with the Rockets is Mike D'Antoni. Really? Because he doesn't make adjustments. That fucking guys, you're doing this way, and this is how we're gonna do it, and we're gonna live and die by it. I mean, sixty-five and seventeen. No, 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 no. It's worth. I, I, again, the regular season. I don't care about the regular season. You know about the regular season. Look at the Bulls in our in our time. One seed, one seed, one seed. Well, yeah, get swept the by the Cavs yeah. or the Raptors. Like, it, right. I'm not worried about the regular season. Like, I'm scared that the Rockets are not gonna make the adjustments that they need because I'm telling you, we talked about it before. The Warriors are are coming. And it's it's crazy to think that that they've been the best team, their defending champs. But everyone's been talking about the Rockets. I don't know, man. Look, it should be a great series, but this I think this can be four. I, I I get the whole thing. Mike D'Antoni is 
you know, kind of, I get it. Yeah, he does have that stick it's to it. Thing. You're this doing, is what we're doing. Yeah. Shooting the first eight seconds if you're open. Defense, we're switching everything. Like yeah. they don't, they don't, I don't really they're not making make changes. too many adjustments. Yeah. But we'll see if that changes. The thing, though, for me, look, the Warriors want the Rockets, and the Rockets want the Warriors. Like everyone got what they wanted. Yep. And there's going to be a different intensity level in this series for every single player on that court than there has been in the past. Let me ask you this: If let's say this series, the Warriors Rockets series, goes seven, uh-huh. it's just a hard fought series. You know, everyone back and forth. And let's say the Cavs go four or five. They're not winning. Hold Cavs, on. Okay. My question is: Is is this would that be the chance for the Cavs to beat one of these teams? That they... would be the Cavs. That would give the Cavs a chance to win the first game, and really? that's it. Wow. Okay. Look, the, there's no way that the Cavaliers, who are less talented than they were last season, have a chance to beat these two teams, which are just as talented or more talented than the Warriors were last season. Okay, that's fair. Without Kyrie, that's fair. And I, I mean, I, obviously, with the let's say the Cavs do win. Right. Let's say they beat the Rockets or the Warriors in the finals. Sure. Right. And I, you and I already agree. I think we consider LeBron the best player of all time. Yeah. Right? But let's just let's say on the argument's sake that we think Michael's the best player at this point. This would if, yeah. Would this would the, for the people who think Michael's the best player of all time? And you're not wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. They're both amazing players. Would this put him above in LeBron James if beating one of these guys, especially the team that he has with, with right now? I think specifically if they beat the Warriors, yes. If the Warriors, okay. Um. Mainly because we, we this has kind of been the the best team in basketball for the past three four years. That's fair. Um, the Rockets is you know they had the best record this year. They've been great the last few years. But, but they're not the Warriors. There. Yeah, they're not the yeah. Warriors, and they haven't been there in terms of right. winning championships. So, so I get that. That's fair. Yeah. So for me, if it's the Warriors, then then I think that should kind of erase any doubt in anyone's mind that LeBron James is not the best player in the world because he is. Um, but I, I want to ask you this because me and Ant talked about it last show. If the the Cavs make it to the finals and they lose in anything other than seven games, is is LeBron gone? I think LeBron's gone, regardless. Uh, unless, unless they, they win. win, of course, if they okay. win, then he stays. But if regardless, I think he's gone. I think he goes. The most logical team to go to, and it makes a whole lot of sense. People are talking about him going to Houston or going to L.A. Stop it. Why would you go to the West? There's no fucking reason to. You think he's going to Philly? He's going to Philly. That would be the only logical place to go to. He can come in. He can. He wants to be with these young stars. He it would be a perfect fit, with him kind of being that guy, and and that's what the Philly the Seventy Sixers need. They need that one guy who can make a buck at any time, and that's LeBron James. Look, Why go west? I, well, okay. I don't this get it. the only thing. The thing I get about him and and people wanting him to stay in the East is you have that free path right to the finals. Everyone but the Celtics. Right. I mean, that's the especially only if he goes to Philly. If especially goes to but Philly. But my thing is, if you can get past. The Warriors, and if he goes to the West and he can get past the Warriors, then in my opinion, that's an automatic championship. So all he has to do is get past the Warriors. Where is he? If he goes in the East, he still has to. He has to face that. War- I mean, whether you face the Warriors in the second round, the third round, or the championship, it's it's going to be tough to beat them. There's no but way he goes West. I, I, I don't it. think the Sixers are. I mean, they're a bad, they're a better team with LeBron, but I don't think they're as good of a team. They will they will be the favorite to win next year. I disagree. I, I disagree because I, no no no. Well, how be, how good is Ben Simmons if he doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time? But it, but again, LeBron James doesn't need to have the ball in his hands to be dominant. You but he him. will be. He will be. Well, he will. But I think I think Ben Simmons and Embiid will will definitely play off LeBron. I don't. And you I add think, a couple shooters. Look, I think you if, add a couple shooters. I think they're, if they're the, the best team in the league, they would be the best. They would beat the Celtics. I think like. the 76ers, if they bring LeBron James, will damper the potential in Ben Simmons. No, look, I disagree. I tell me. Okay, I disagree. Who's taking the ball up the court most of the time? It doesn't matter. Either one. But okay, even if it's 50-50. 
Now you're taking 15% of those but, touches away. But again, you understand, but listen, you yeah. understand Ben Simmons is not... Their, their whole game plan in the future is not him bringing up the basketball. That's I don't think Fultz. that's true. No. No, I don't they think that's true. They did it because they needed to, but he's not a typical point guard. He's They're their gonna... best point guard. He's, but again, Markel like, Fultz isn't necessarily a typical point guard. I understand that, but I don't think their future is having Ben Simmons being the, the one. What is it, going back to the four? I think he's going to be that like yeah that space guy. Then he's gonna, He can't de- space the floor. He's going to develop a jump shot, and there you go. That's what He doesn't need to be, especially if LeBron James... Right, like look at even Kyrie Irving when he was like LeBron wasn't dominating the basketball. He doesn't need to. But there was plenty of times where LeBron was bringing the ball up. Like that's fine, but that's fine. It, but that's I'm, my point is if LeBron's bringing the ball up and he gets the ball an open three to Ben Simmons right now next year, you're telling me the seventy six. But you're, what you're saying is the seventy sixers aren't going to go after LeBron. Are you kidding me? Well, they are going to go course, after LeBron of because course they know that they LeBron. put him. He brings them to the championship. In my up. opinion, if LeBron James goes to the Sixers, it will. Maybe significantly impact the the top star level potential no. of Ben Simmons. I, I think it helps someone tremendously. Like but Joe again, R&B. if they don't get LeBron, you know who the other guy they're going to get? They should get Paul Why? George. Oh, Paul George. Okay. Which is again a guy that's a two way player. See, I think that's a better fit though. Well, that's fine. I understand. I, I agree. It might be a better fit, but when you bring LeBron James to your team, look, LeBron James makes your, your team better. Your team's the number your one. Your team guy. is yeah. better. But they're but I don't think that that gives them a better chance to beat the Warriors, and that's the goal. I do. That's the goal. I do. Like you said, it's not regular season. Because here's why: they can defend the Warriors. They have guys that can go. But they can't. They can't score with the Warriors. I I don't. I disagree, man. I don't think that's look. The if case. Ben Simmons, Joel, Joel Embiid is a difference maker. LeBron James series. are on the floor at the same time. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily trust you, LeBron James you, to shoot the three can, all the who time. Who are the Warriors going to guard on that team? Who are they Who's guarding guard? who? Yeah. Who's Probably KD on LeBron. Okay. On, Advantage on LeBron. Embiid, who are you going to put? Uh, fucking small-ass Draymond Probably Green? Draymond, yeah. And then, you're, and then you're sending centers and then who? And then who are you putting on Ben Simmons? Clay. Steph Curry, Clay? Clay? No, Clay's no. a good defender. Nah, man. But, I don't, but, but here's my question. Though, I Ty. think... Who's guarding Steph Curry on that team? Uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's a tough. To, it's a tough end, but I'm just saying that you're saying that they can't score against them. I think they have mismatches left and right on offense. The three is greater than the two ball, and we have seen that in today's generation. But again, you add pieces like like a JJ Redick type guys. That, if they get LeBron, JJ's gone. No, 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 no. I get it. He would be gone because he they won't be able to afford him. Right. But if you get some shooters with LeBron, Simmons, and Embiid, that's the best. I think that's the best three in the league, by far. And I'm I'm banging on the fact that Ben Simmons gets a jump shot. It's over. But that's two. not going to be next year. No, no, I get it. I'm just saying you LeBron have a, James is is not running out of time. But I mean, dude, he's got his, five. His six window years. was clear. He's I got think five. He's, years. I think he's in his prime, like this good. He's prime got for like three years. He's got five. Years. I think he's got like five, six years in the league. Yes. Dude, if he goes to the 76ers, they, in my opinion, are the favorite to win next year. They win. They can win two or three championships, and when he's still the guy. And if he stays a little longer, they can then lean on Ben Simmons and Embiid to get him a couple more championships. So tell me this. Do you think this would be a, a better... Because you got to look at the full starting five, too, not just the big you know the yeah, big three. And, understand. And, and I get that would be an incredible you know big three. What if he does go to L.A.? L.A. also the signs the Lakers. Okay. L.A. also signs a Paul George. Okay. And now, you know, to get to get LeBron, they trade, um, you know, something centered around like a Brandon Ingram, maybe Julius Randle, and, and some picks. So those guys are gone. So now your starting five is looking something. You're saying like, get the Cavs because he's a free agent. You're saying. Well, I'm assuming it would be a sign and trade because the Cavs aren't going to let him go for free, similar to how Chris Paul came to Houston. Okay. Um, so then you kind of have like a a Alonzo, a LeBron, Paul George. Paul George, Kuzma, yeah, um, and like your Brooke Lopez, you right? Know, something like that, and then shooters around him, you know, a Caldwell Pope, whoever yeah. that may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, do you think that situation is better for LeBron? No. No? No. I, I don't think that's... I'm not, I, Lonzo... I don't know. I'm not sold on Lonzo yet. I'm not. I if mean, you had to take one guy to start your franchise, would it be Lonzo or Markel Fultz? Yeah, man. Isn't that tough? Yeah, that's tough. I To be honest, like what scared me about Markel Fultz is that he came from a team that won, like, what, four games? Not a lot. Yeah. Five games? Four whatever the fuck games, he won, yeah. Whatever the fuck he won in Washington. Yeah, they were bad. That scares me. Like, he, he played for a team that was garbage. Now, with Lonzo, Lonzo's your prototypical old-school point guard. You know, sure. he's not the he's not the guy that's gonna get thirty a game. Like he's gonna be a guy that gets, you know, fifteen, ten, and ten you know what I mean? Like that type right. of But yeah, I would probably say Lonzo, just for the fact that if I'm if I'm starting a guy who can who can get everyone better. Right. That's Lonzo, yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I think that's what I would go with. Look, I we keep talking about it. This offseason is gonna be interesting. If things, you know, kinda line up differently, Kawhi goes, LeBron goes, you know, Paul George signs elsewhere. There's gonna be a shift of power in the NBA. Um, everyone's goal Everyone in the NBA is to west. beat the I Warriors. I don't understand. That's well, my point. Like, why well, would Paul? It's George... not necessarily West. It's. But, I think the thing is, is to you want to go to a big market, and right, right. now the the excuse me, and Philly's a big market. Well, it is, but when you think of big markets, you know, immediately for me, it's it's like L.A., New York, Chicago. Like those are like, regardless of sports. Just markets as far as I get it. you know, there's exciting things happening in the Well, I know. Cities. Look at Paul George playing in fucking Indy. Like right. shitty. And then and he goes Oklahoma to OKC. City. Like I get it. No big yeah. market. But look, if I'm Paul George, I'm saying I'm going west. Or I'm sorry, I'm going east. But where? Where is Paul if, George if going? I again if LeBron does not end up one of you those guys need to go to Philly. Personally, if I'm Philadelphia, I think having Paul George on my team is a better fit. And I think longevity as well. I mean, he's what? He's got to be he's five younger, years yeah, younger he's than younger LeBron. For sure. um, obviously, nobody is near the same level as, as LeBron James. And, his, and Paul George isn't really close. Right. But Paul George is a two-way superstar. He plays incredible defense. He can. I agree. He, that he would be a better fit shot. in Philly. I think he, he fits better with you know Ben Simmons and Embiid. He doesn't, he's not the guy who's going to bring up the basketball. You know no, I mean? exactly. Now, can that team beat the Warriors as well? Uh, that's a that's, question. That's, that's a, a question. different question. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't know. Can that team even beat the Celtics with a healthy yes. Kyrie and a Gordon Hayward? Yes, they can. I think they can. I think that would be very. I think it would be a really see. good series. Yeah, yeah I think that would be, be really good fun series. to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's move on to the NHL. Your Vegas Knights last night went down. They cost me a little bit of money. Ugh, God damn it, Vegas! Man, they looked. They looked. Uh, I was worried, man. What did they let up? Three goals like in the first, first yeah period. first period. Um, yeah, I watched that entire game. And did you see the atmosphere in Winnipeg? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Look, Winnipeg's dude. good, dude. It's amazing. We didn't even talk about this. The other team that's new in this league is the Winnipeg Jets. They've been those two teams are the, the yeah. Well, they kind of came over from like at the Thrashers. right, right, Atlanta, they're, right. Yeah. They're not an expansion team. They've right. been in the league before. But They've shifted is, cities. Yeah, this is a new team, relative right. new team in the NHL. And this, at least in our team, there hasn't been a Winnipeg Jets in for a very long time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I crazy, agree. dude. Look, I mean, I was shocked when the, when this playoff series you know was coming to start, and I saw that Winnipeg had home the home ice. I, I mean, was worried. They were, I, I, they were second I, in the division behind the Predators and yeah, still had more points than the Knights. Yeah, I thought the um, same thing. Look, I mean, that game last night, Winnipeg dominated. If Winnipeg gets a lead, and including the playoffs, um, I think after last night now, they are 49-1-1 one one when they have a lead going into the third period. First time all playoffs that the Vegas Golden Knights have been losing. Really? Yeah, going is, into the third? No, 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 no. In terms oh, of in the a series. series. Okay, series. I see. This is the first time. All playoffs long. Yeah, I mean, look, Vegas took care of both their opponents pretty quick, four and, and six. Yeah. So, I thought uh, I thought Mark Andre Fleury was going to get pulled. Yeah, but some of those goals were like redirects yeah. and. Well, yeah, the third one was like 
tipped in. And, yeah, yeah, the second one too. I mean, the third one was originally called No Actually, Goal. Actually, the second one. It was the second. You're right. The third the one was originally called No Goal, and then they reviewed it and then reversed it. Yeah. Do you know, Ty? They were looking at that play for legitimately yeah. like seven. I don't. Minutes. I didn't get that call. Why did they? They looked at it first and they said No Goal. Right. And then there was a challenge, which right. I didn't even know about. Did you know about a challenge? Yeah, you, yeah. I didn't know about. There's that. a lot of challenges that happen, <laughs> and it's a lot of like offsides. Like if someone's like offsides, that is kind of the bigger thing. Let me ask you this: if there should, if there's a challenge and you waste seven minutes of that shit and it's wrong, should you get a penalty for? They for doing, fuck. For doing that? They should, and that, that's that's a good point. I think they should do that for other leagues when like the NBA is looking at it and saying ten minutes and you're just stopping the flow. Of the right, game. two free like, throws or something. Like fuck, yeah, I yeah, that's a, that's actually a smart thing. I, I there needs some, to be a timer on these reviews yeah. because in the NBA. Like there's no coaches challenges, so anytime there's something relatively close under two minutes, but my it's thing reviewed. Is they, the they they reviewed it, called it no goal. Then there was a challenge, and then they were why didn't they call it a, a goal in the first place? I don't know. I didn't get that. I, I did not get it. I mean, I'm telling you, they were literally looking at this play for like seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, what the hell have they not seen yeah, at this point? Like, I don't understand. Is there another angle that they're looking at that we? Are don't you, have? Are you worried like, about the Vegas Golden Knights? No, it's one no? game. One game. Okay. Um, Look, I mean, the Jets just came off a, a, a really tough seven-game series. I think they kind of had momentum on their side. They were at home. That crowd was electric last electric. night. Electric. And so I don't think so. I, I, well, I think we said this series goes seven. Six yeah. Seven. This is going to be a great series. Both, both series of these are, are going to be great. Yeah. And, and looking on the, the other side, Tampa, um, they lost 4-2 to two to the Capitals. Are the Capitals going to do it? Dude, man, I think this is the year they go to the finals. I think this is the year, dude. They are. They look good. They got listen, man. They got over their hump. They got over their nemesis in the Pittsburgh Penguins. They might just go through this series like it's nothing anymore. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Look, I, I guess think... who had the you guess who had the <laughs> fucking Ovechkin dude. Yeah, goal and an assist. Yeah, good game. Man, I think when I look at these teams and who I want to see in the finals, I want to see Washington. I want to see Vegas. Las Vegas. Yep. But who I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Winnipeg, and I think it's going to be Tampa Bay. Wow, you think Bolt? Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and personally, as a hockey fan, and, I, and I'm going to speak for someone who is who is a Vegas fan. If I was a Vegas fan, I wouldn't want them to win the, the Stanley Cup this year. Like, What do you root for after this when your <laughs> first nothing, year in the expansion team, look up, yeah. like they just went, like yeah. this is perfect for them. You know, they got to the conference finals in their first year. Like if if they win this, it doesn't matter if they win the next four in a row. Like nothing is ever going to top this first Stanley yeah. Cup playoff win. No, I mean it should be. Uh, both of these series are going to be, they're going to be great. I mean, I hope. Like I said, I have Vegas and in, in the Capitals. I've been you know saying that. Um, and That's I, what I want, and I think I think hockey wants that because yeah. I mean, how so exciting would that lines. be to see the first year team get there and then the team that could never get there and the to the Wilson. conference finals, yep. let alone to a, a Stanley Cup, yep. get there. Yep. No, um, it should be it should be unbelievable, man. It's uh, the atmosphere and, and the just the energy in the in these buildings are insane. And I wish like Jim Cornelison would would put, sing you know, the, national the national anthem, anthem yeah. for these teams and just get them pumped up. But it's just it's crazy, man. It's just they're they're so fun to watch, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next couple of games. Yeah, I think. If I had to, if I had to choose my Stanley Cup winner right now, and I think you're the only one who stayed consistent with Vegas the entire, entire show. I've kind of switched mine every show. Yeah. Uh, damn, Winnipeg looked fucking. Dude, gay. did you see like? Did you see like? Uh, there was like a, a documentary on ESPN about these people like betting from the day one of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like these guys are making like millions, millions of dollars, yeah. especially if the Golden Knights yeah. win the Stanley Cup. Right. Fucking insane, dude. Look. I, I was hoping to win a million last night with Vegas. And they kind of they kind of screwed me yeah, a little bit there, us. but uh, it's gonna look. 
Playoff hockey is, is so fun. Like, even when that game last night was 3-0, you know, 10 seconds later, Vegas answered. Answered, yeah. Made it 3-1. Yep. Um, and then it was 4-1. Then they kind of answered shortly after to make it 4-2. Vegas doesn't um, quit, though. No, they don't quit. They had a... Yeah, I mean, there was... You look at, at hockey, you know, one bad bounce, one redirect can turn the game around. Yeah. So, I mean, Vegas was never out of that game. Winnipeg was 100% the better team last night. Yep, agreed. Um, they outplayed them in every facet of the game. But that's what I love about hockey. In basketball, if you get outplayed in every facet of the game, you're probably losing by 30 or yep. 40. If you get outplayed in every facet of the game in hockey, you're probably losing 8 out of 10 times, but there's those 1 or 2 games that need is a, a lucky goalie. bounce, yep. a hot goalie. Yep. Exactly. Yep. exactly. So I think this is going to be an exciting series, both of them. Give me, uh, give me Tampa and... In seven over Washington, give me Winnipeg in six over Vegas. I think Golden Knights in game two change it up and they they steal one. Yeah, I think that's what they do. And they I need think, to. I think. And the Capitals to. already stole one. They're on the road. You know, they took one game one. And like I said, if they win game two, going back to Washington with that crowd, man. We'll All see. right. So then they they play tonight. The Caps and the, and the Lightning. Yep. Who, who do you got? I got. I have the. I have the Capitals. You have them yeah, taking both. I, huh? I think they go. I think they go two and um, have a really good chance to win the series. Okay. Now, I, like I said, I'm more. I think I'm more confident in that series than I am with the Golden Knights. I think Winnipeg is good, and we we haven't talked about them a lot on the show. They're good. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. We haven't talked about them enough. Um, they they are very good. I mean, they play very very sound defense. They have some big guys in the back. You know, Bufflin yeah. obviously. The um, Bufflin dude. He looks dude, the that's. Same. Would you? Who's the last person you want to fight in the NHL? <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Bufflin. Yeah, not, <laughs> Him or Chara, dude, I would say, but dude, I mean, he's just a big. Body we all know there. we our, our fans and and we know Dustin Buffin very well. He was a big piece of our Blackhawks championships over the last yeah. Five so years. I, I I think it's gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna be hopefully. I think everyone would like to see Vegas Washington. I know that's what you have predicted. I I think it's gonna end up being Tampa and Winnipeg. But whatever it ends up being, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep, it's gonna be awesome. So let's let's talk about some Mother's Day moments, seeing as today is Mother's Day. Um, we, we did some research here, and we kind of came up with our top five moments um, in, in Mother's Day history, kind of from like the 80s and on. Uh, so so we'll go with five moments, and then we'll go with one just per kind of, not performance necessarily. Um, we'll, we'll start that out with Ken Griffey. Didn't, didn't have one performance that comes to mind, but he does have seven home runs on Mother's Day. Pretty sure that's the most all-time. That's time. the most, yeah. Um, so we'll start with number five, and that is, uh, that's Torrey Hunter, Ty. Yeah, so Torrey Hunter on May 13th of 20, 2007. Um, and, and we know as, as our viewers, he's typically known for his defense, you sure, know, robbing yeah. home runs, etc. Um, but Torrey Hunter had a career day at the plate going three for five with two home runs, a double, and seven RBIs in a 16-4 to stopping of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, again, always known for his glove. Had a great day at the plate with yeah. seven RBIs. Yeah, man. I think... Uh, if you looked at Torrey Hunter's top ten plays, that ten of them would be robbing <laughs> people. Yeah. Up, um, sure. Whether it's you know the memorable ones that he had in the All Star game, you know Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rob Barry Bonds. Um, that's crazy. I mean, he's had some crazy, crazy robs. That's kind of the guy that comes to mind before Mike Trout. Yep. Um, is is Torrey Hunter, and that was just kind of his thing. Uh, so for him to come out on Mother's Day and, and exactly have that career day, I'm pretty sure seven RBIs was his uh, career high for a game. Two home runs, a double, great performance. Uh, so we'll move up to number four here. It's also on the baseball side. Most of these, by the way, are baseball besides one just because of the time period of yep. how this all lines up. Uh, so the fourth was Ryan Howard. This is on uh, 2006 Mother's Day, May 14th. Uh, he actually did not start this game. Came in as a pinch hitter in the eighth inning with his team trailing 1-0. Uh, hit a two-out pinch hit home run in the eighth. 
uh, to tie that game at one. And then the next, his next at bat in the tenth was intentionally walked. Uh, nothing came out of that. And then, of course, in the twelfth inning, uh, he ended up coming up and hitting the game-winning home run to give the Phillies a two-to-one win on Mother's Day. Uh, so two for two, two home runs, the game tying, the game winning, and uh, that's Matt's our number four performance, Ryan Howard. Yeah, and uh, number three, um, uh, this one goes way back in the day here. Charlie, on May 10th, 1981, first no-hitter by a French-born player in MLB history. On this Mother's Day, he took down the Giants, walking four batters, striking out eight, and cruising as the game only took two hours and 16 minutes. I wish that was the case. (laughs) Third no-hitter in Montreal Expos history. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm actually curious if that's like one of the quickest no-hitters ever. (laughs) Gosh, if we had games for two hours and 16 minutes. I know, for real. I mean, he had four walks still in the two hours and 16 minutes. Um yeah, I mean, I never knew who Charlie Leo was until I looked this up, <laughs> but he had a no-hitter, so how could you not yeah, throw him on the list? Absolutely. Uh, number two, this is our only non-baseball one, Rashawn Rondo. Um, this was on May 9th, 2010. Uh, if anyone sees that date as a familiar date, that's because that's where our number one is also coming from. Um, but he had uh, 29 points, 18 rebounds, and 13 assists, um, as well as two steals and a, and a playoff win over Cleveland. Um, they ended up winning that series against Cleveland. That was when they had their their big three, yep. big four, really. Yep. Um, but that triple double was special. The 29-18-13, He was the only player to have that triple double in a playoffs game in a playoff game, um, besides Wilt Chamberlain and Oscar Robertson. So Great company. pretty good company. Yeah. Pretty good company. Um, and our number one top performance on Mother's Day, and again uh, on the same same exact date is Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Dallas Braden, a perfect game. He was able to celebrate with his. With his grandmother, he lost his mother to cancer and dedicated the win to her. Um, it was the 19th per- perfect game in MLB history, and he had six strikeouts. It's the second perfect game in Oakland Athletics history. Yeah, that has to be. I mean, by far the yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I think anyone that remembers watching that or you know go pull up the highlight of that, um, the moment with his his grandmother yeah. in the dugout after that game was it was special. Um, look, Mother's Day is special. You know, we already alluded to it. You know, thank you to our mothers. Yep. For everything that you guys do for us, and thanks for supporting us. In yeah, the show. exactly. It's, it's been great. And it's all our viewers, you know, all your mothers. Happy Mother's Day to them as well. But yeah, that game was special. I mean, to throw a perfect day on any day, yeah, let alone Mother's Day. Um, and yeah, like you said, second perfect game in Oakland A's history. The first one was a catfish hunter. Yep. So those were our top five moments for for Mother's Day. You know, we tried to get a top ten. There just weren't many worthy ones. Um, I know a couple years ago, Javi Baez had his walk off on Mother's Day. Uh, we've seen Gordon Beckham have yep. his with the White Sox yep. uh, while back, but we wanted to kind of throw that in there for for uh, for the fans and give a little shout out to Mother's Day there. Uh, the last thing we're gonna do this show is gonna be a little bit shorter than usual. Well, we'll see how we got a barbecue. We got a barbecue. We got a barbecue to go. We got to. a barbecue to get to. So uh, we'll, we'll end the show here with the chat back. And this one is going to be fun because Tyler is going to be wrong for <laughs> for the, the second, second time, time on chat back. <laughs> two for two. But uh, the this chat back, what is the hardest sport to play at the professional level, Tyler? I'm gonna let you start. You want I me started to start last time? Yep. I'll let you start. All right. So for me, I think it's a pretty clear, easy answer, and it's it's major league baseball. Major league wow. baseball. What a what um, a terrible choice. Look, and I don't think uh, every aspect of the MLB is harder. Maybe as a whole, but single handedly, the hardest thing to do in any sport is hit a baseball. And as, as an offensive player, you know, you may see one ball in the field the entire game. So you're going up there four times. So your thing is just hitting. Well, no, I'm not saying just hitting. Because well, we're, we're talking about sports. Right, no, we're no, not no. talking about one aspect. I get that. 
but, but baseball is such a want, big aspect of sports. Do you want to change your? No, pick? I don't want to change my pick. Right. It's still it's still the MLB because as someone, uh, what, what would you say? What would you say the average speed is on a on a, on a pitch in today's day and age? Ninety four. Okay. Ninety four miles an hour. Okay. So I just mean, keep remember that number. Ninety four miles per hour. Okay. Well, okay, because yeah, then I'm just gonna assume you're gonna say something about hockey, yep. where you think they're shooting 200 miles an hour. Do you think they're the slap shots are around that 94 to 95? I think range? the hardest slap shots probably around 100, 105. Okay. okay. But so what? So what are we arguing about here? Because you're catching that or blocking with your body as a hockey. So let me just be clear. go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I want to hear your choice. No, 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 no. Well, my, you already know my choice. Yeah, it's go ahead and say it's everybody. The the hardest sport to play by far, not even close, not even close, is is hockey. In the National National Hockey League. No no question. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry okay. to interrupt you. I just want to make sure you remember that number. No, I 94 remember. miles per hour. Look, and for me... What's the, hard about baseball? There's plenty that's hard about baseball. What? I'm hitting telling you. Baseball? I'll tell you. Hitting? Look, no, not just hitting. Look, I did a great job score, you were terrible. Your only home, <laughs> the only home run Tyler... The only home run Tyler hit in his high school career <laughs> was by, you. Was by me. And they he they got messed up the name. The they messed up the name. I mean, Look, in baseball... Don't hate. You're a hater, dude. <laughs> I'm the hater. I took the roids that day, dude. Yeah, okay. Listen... The thing about sports is it's not just physical. There are so much mental aspects to sports. And in a game like baseball, you're out there, you know, for three hours. You're sitting in right field. You get one ball a game. And Your argument's not very good. Listen, Ty, mental. If you have to go into a sport and someone tells you you fail two out of three times and you're a Hall of Fame player, what other sport is that? What other sport says you can fail more times than you succeed and you're going to be a winner? Golf. How so? What do you mean? Explain that. Okay, first off, just so our viewers understand, baseball's not even in my top three hardest sports. That's ridiculous. Golf is number two. Golf is number two. Are you kidding me? You're talking about mental and not winning all the time and being a Hall of Famer. Look at Tiger Woods. Tiger, That's a joke. What do you mean? That's a joke. You're talking about mental and you're talking about mechanics? I, again, my argument's not golf, so I'll, I'll stop there, but I'm a, Major League Baseball's not even close to being the hardest sport. You're talking about one aspect of the game. One aspect. I'm not only talking about. Well, one let, let me talk about hockey. Let go me ahead, talk to you about why hockey is the hardest sport. And I already alluded to it a little bit earlier on our last chat back. Okay. You're on fucking ice skates. That's hard enough. Yeah. Okay. Your hand-eye coordination needs to be there. You're talking about the mental part of the game, right? You don't think you need to be mentally strong in, in hockey? You got to worry about getting hit. You got to worry about fighting. You got to worry about looking at a black puck going high speeds. Maybe not 94 on average of a slap shot or just moving the puck around, but. There's, dude, there's so many aspects of hockey that you need to worry about, and you need to be, you have to have the endurance, you have to have the strength to, to compete. Like, you're talking about one aspect in baseball, and I agree, hitting a baseball is very hard. But what about fielding? That ain't that bad. What about, I mean, the running aspect? Like, there's not, you don't need to be athletic to be a dominant. And we had this argument. That's not the argument. But it's I get it. It's sport. I get it. But you don't. You need to be you need to be more athletic to play hockey than you do. I mean, I can give you other hard. aspects to it. Being right, a starting pitcher, okay, you, you play in one out of every five games, right? Right. That, that's so my not, point. No, that's my that's what makes it difficult. Why? What do you mean? You come out and you have to throw a hundred pitches. Now, say you have a shitty first inning. Now you have to go sit for five days. You know, now you have an off day. You're sitting for seven days before you have the opportunity to go out and help your team. So what? That it's make mental, it hard. Tyler. Not everything about sports is physical. And I get it. I get Hockey it. physically is probably harder. Yes, you Being have on to be. Skates is harder. Okay, so let's take an aspect of a goalie. Okay. Okay. Same. You're talking about the same thing. You have to worry about slap shots that are at times 100 whatever miles per hour, right? You got to worry about people. And not only this, imagine hitting a baseball with four people in your way, right? That's what the goalies need to do with people in the in traffic, right? 
Sure. You need to you need to also have the abilities and also mental. Look at Mark Andre Fleury last game. He let up three goals in the first period. You don't think that was mentally like mentally draining? Now he has to come out it tomorrow. Is. And and look, try to would win you, game two. I, I want I have two scenarios for you. The first, because you brought up the goalie. Would you rather be a goalie facing twenty five shots, thirty shots a game? Obviously, some of those harder than others. Right. Or would you rather be an MLB catcher who's catching one hundred and forty pitches a that's game? That's a that's a fair comparison. I agree. I I'm, okay, I agree yeah. with that. But I'm telling you, like your aspects of why baseball is hard is because of pitches that are going hundred miles per hour. Right. Yeah. Hockey does that too. Right. The only difference is, is in hockey, you can have three people in your way, and you still got to worry about. But my point is, is in inside in, in in hockey as a goalie, you're just trying to stop the puck. And in baseball, you're trying to hit that ball. I get it. And you need to hit it. No, in, that's in a fair. Place I'm just making the caught. comparisons of what our viewers can understand. You have to worry about that in hockey too. So let me ask you. This. And you have let to ice ask skate. you another another question. Can you ice skate? I can. Not well. Okay. But not well. There you go. Um, if as you as just a typical person coming to play the sport. Would you rather step in the box against Araldis Chapman or step in some goalie gear and face a slap shot from Zidane Ochara? Jeez. Neither? Neither. But again, like, we're talking about sport. We're not talking about an aspect. If you take random person off the street, mm-hmm. they'll have a higher success rate in baseball than they would in hockey. And hitting a baseball, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. Just in general, the whole sport. Baseball is not just about hitting. It's but also, that's half of it. It's also about, it's also about um, you know, ice skating. It's also about... Worrying about getting hit. It's also about moving the puck. It's also about controlling the puck. Like there's so many aspects in hockey. If you take some person off the street who's never played baseball or hockey before, they will have a better chance of succeeding in baseball. Just for the fact is, is you may never like in the outfield, you may never even get the ball once. You look like a star. See, but I don't I don't necessarily agree with that because I, I get it. If you have never played hockey, like to try and, and come in and like skate, that's different. If you know how to skate. And you have like the ability to skate because it's not fair to compare that to baseball. Everyone knows how to walk, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have the ability to skate, I think coming in and and, and trying to hit a baseball or trying to be an, a pitcher or a catcher, I think that's harder than than playing in the NHL. I think I think you can get lucky. And again, obviously, let's take the extreme out in the professional level. Right? Sure. Let's just take that out of the way. If I've never played baseball before and I know what I have to do and just go to the plate and swing, I think I can get lucky. And, Make contact and possibly get a hit. And you don't think you can get lucky by shooting a puck at it? No, net? no, I don't think so. Because they just redirect. Someone could redirect. No, I get it. Through. I'm just saying, like, I think it's less likely for someone to go in. Like, again, let's take professionals out. Let's just say you were doing a men's league. Yeah. A person who's never played hockey before, you'll that's not sit a, out. That makes you, it hard. Ty, if you make that argument, of course, hockey is going to be the hardest. Right. It's going to be so the I most would, athletic. I would win, but no. You can't make that argument. Why not? Because skating is a special. No, no, no. I'm not taking take skating out of it. Let's say the guy can ice skate. Okay. Let's just say he can ice skate, but he's never played hockey before. Okay. That guy will still sink out like a sore thumb. He would never know. In a men's league, no. What do you mean? Type. Take like a good men's league and take a good men's league for baseball. Right. They'll look like idiots up there trying to swing a bat. But again, I'm saying that if a guy goes, they're more exposed in hockey because there's more parts to the game. Like, and also, and and also, like in baseball, like you said, like the games can go on for three hours and you're sitting there. There's no like physical endurance unless you're a catcher. There's a lot of endurance there in terms of just mentally and getting beat up behind the plate and a pitcher. Yeah, right. If you're an outfielder, you may never like in a men's league. You may never even get the ball once. But my point is, we're we're talking about this on a a, a professional level. Okay, I know. I'm just trying to help you understand. And I know I get it. But playing playing 81 games and playing 162 games, I don't care how long. That's fair. Or what you're doing. That's fine. But again, that doesn't make it. Baseball is not that hard. Again, I don't have it in my top three. 
I would go if I was gonna give you my top three, I would say I would say baseball, hockey, tennis. Okay. I'm not even thinking of tennis. Tennis is up there too, but I would go hockey, I would go golf, and then I would go NBA. Dude, the M- NBA is the easiest sport in the world. No. Yes. Tyler. Do you think it's easier to master your craft at basketball or to master your craft at hockey or? or at I think I think in 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 uh, in major league baseball, like look at just pick like a, like you only have to worry about one aspect. Like if you're no, if you're you a don't. pitcher, you only have to worry about one thing: pitching. You don't have to worry about hitting. You don't have to worry about. This so you think it's other. you think it's easier to throw a ball ninety five miles an hour on a corner of a of a whatever twelve inch yeah. zone than it is to, to play the a NBA ball in a basket to play in the NBA and you got to worry about other aspects. Yeah, what absolutely. other aspects? What do you mean, Ty? You you don't hold have on. to you don't have hold to be on. physically hold strong. On. Hold on to play baseball. Hold on. When we talked about this on the last show about being athletic and right. all of that, you strictly said when I argued the NBA, right. That you don't need to be athletic to play in the NBA. You don't. You don't need to. You don't need to you, be athletic. And listen, then times that by ten you, by the listen, MLB. You also said that there's people in the NBA that just shoot threes, right? So you don't need to be successful at multiple things in the NBA. I understand that, but we're talking about which sport would be harder. If you're if you're in Major League Baseball, you don't have to really do much. There's no physical. You don't even need to work out. Why? I don't give a shit about your hockey argument anymore. How can you argue that the NBA is is harder than dude, the MLB? MLB is not hard, dude. There's not many aspects in baseball that need, you don't want. Again, look. Let's look at the physical. Let's aspect. okay. Let's look at the non-professional aspect. Pick a guy off the street. Who's what's easier? Putting a ball in a fucking basket or shooting or hitting a in ball? In a, in a good, and we're talking about a good men's league. A good men's league, right? Yeah, good men's league. Uh, in baseball, would be you are easier. so. You stupid. take some random person who's never played either sport. You take a guy in the bat and you swing when he thinks there's a chance that he can get a hit. You if you put in a men's league and, and you're not scoring the basketball, you look like a fool out there because you need to be athletic physically. No, 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 no. Do you need David? Do you need to be in baseball? Do you need to have any sort of athleticism or athletic traits? If no, you want to be don't. good, yes. No, you don't. Yes. No, you don't. Yes. No, you don't. What, what? again? You ta- again? We're talking about a men's league. You take some random guy off the street. You put him in a in a in a really good men's league for either baseball or, or basketball. The guy on basketball is going to stick out like a sore thumb. So you don't think a guy going up there and swinging and missing three like pitches I, in a row is going to look just no, as, is he will. Look silly? No, of course he will. You don't think him trying to feel a line drive right at him in the outfield, but again, like you're, it off the chest is not going to look silly. But again, like you're you're talking about the aspect of like that's like hand we're not, like hand eye coordination about catching a baseball, right? That's going to be something that happens in a game time. Oh, I get it. Understand, but you're like what I'm saying is is a guy is more likely to just put his glove there or or make contact versus then scoring a basketball off like some You guy. are so stupid, no, Tyler. You have so many opportunities throughout a game to score a basketball that you think it's more likely that someone sticks their bat out there with their eyes David, closed. David, you know how hard it is? Do you know how hard feet? it is to score off someone who's like just superior and more athletic than you would be? I've done it. I'm no, not athletic. Please. I'll score against anybody please. in the fucking world. Please, dude. That's a that's a damn lie. I but know. at the end of the day, the initial argument of of hockey or baseball it's not even close. There's so many other aspects you need to worry about in hockey than you do in baseball. The only other, the only argument you would have close with is being a catcher. But I would, cons- I would compare a catcher and a, and a goalie roughly the same thing. Roughly, the only difference is is your padding in hockey is way more, you know, thicker and yeah, you know there's I mean? more like, that's padding only everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't, I don't think it's. I'm too old right now. No, too no. old. Look, I think, I, I think baseball is harder than the NHL. I, I can see the argument for the NHL, but there's zero argument for the NBA. Literally zero argument. That's Look, at the, at the end of the day, you have to take into all accounts of a sport how physically exhausting it is 
how mentally exhausting it don't is. Don't have that in MLB. Don't have that in MLB. You don't have any mental exhaustion no, in MLB. stop it. Tyler, if you went Do you think there's any physical in, in, in exhaustment from the Major League Baseball? Are you kidding me? I do, absolutely. I Over do. the NBA? Ty, yes. Oh my god. Ty, Dude, listen, you're nuts, dude. You're playing in you're baseball. Nuts. In baseball, there's times where you'll play 10 days in a row without you're, a break. Dude, who fucking cares? You sit in the outfield all day. Who cares? No. Okay, but you, you're you saying just an What do you think they run in an average, like, like mile, like miles wise in, in baseball, would you say? I don't know the answer. I honestly I have no but What idea. do you think that is in the NBA? But, but Not even close. But if you look at it over the whole season, like I mean between running in and out every single inning, you have to take like, can you imagine count, no? like can you imagine like it doesn't happen often, right? But like playing back to back NBA games, like how crazy that Ty, is. But would you want to play back like, look to at back base- to back to back? But again, to back, like if you're back, let's, to back but to again, back to back here's to the back thing. baseball games. But here's the thing. Here's the difference because let's talk about a pitcher. You're doing that every one out of five games. Okay, what and about a six fucking that's, that's pitching seven of those ten games? Exactly. Even a reliever is going in for what, like two innings? Okay, so how about, look, you don't have that in baseball. You don't have that in hockey. You're or, only, you don't you, have that if in you NBA think, or hockey. If you think that catching is the only hard aspect, it's the most difficult aspect because bending down no, for 150 pitches a game. Look, the next Hard, back, hardest position. The next hardest position that we're gonna do is the hardest position in God, sports. I'm just going hockey all day. Well, yeah, I know you. But actually, Look, I wouldn't go hockey. In that I know what I would. Do. I wouldn't go hockey. Yeah. In that one. I'm not going to give any. I don't want to give any previews to the, to the next. You one. were going to go. Quarterback. Yeah, because I was going to go quarterback yeah. too. But we'll we'll figure something out. I. It's kind of the, there's three positions for me, and it's it's quarterback, and again, that's a lot of mental as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And goalie, and then being an MLB catcher. Yeah, those would be my order. So that would we'll, be my order. We'll figure that out. We'll have to find someone else who disagrees with us, and we can argue against them. Maybe Nick Riccardi would. Agree. Well, yeah, he probably thinks being Tyler Eifert <laughs> or AJ Green's the best receiver in the league. <laughs> oh man, look, we're gonna cut this one a little bit short. Uh, we got a fucking barbecue to get to. Ugh. So uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're wishing everybody a happy Mother's Day out there. You know, thank you guys again for listening. Um, we're going to start a Twitter poll out here to try to hopefully settle some of these chat backs. Yep. And again, thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter at the double underscore OT, uh, Apple Podcasts, Church Double Overtime. Give us a subscription, um, a rating. Let us know what you think. If there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about, anything that you liked or didn't like, send us a message. Leave it in our comments anywhere you got to do that. Um, but we appreciate you listening. This we got some excited people coming on. We do. We'll, we uh, next people. Sunday we have uh, another professional coming on the show. We will uh, kind of leave that in the in the looms a little bit. Get you some information on Twitter and and our pages as as far as that. But yeah, exciting stuff coming up. Um, you know, we, we're excited to be doing this every every chance we have. So thank you again for listening. I'm your co-host David. That was Tyler. This was Double Overtime. Peace out, everyone. Take care. Thank you.